Hello and welcome to the Be Love, Spread Love podcast. I'm your host, Maya by name, recording artist, writer, and inspirational speaker. I am so excited to share insights, real stories, and tips to help you embody the authentic, aligned, happy, and loving human you want to be and see in the world. Welcome back to the Be Love, Spread Love podcast. How is your heart today? I am so excited, my friend, the beautiful Gayatri Sabrian is here, choreographer, dancer, yoga instructor, storyteller, and host of Beyond the Studio podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I am great. I'm so happy to have you here. It's been like forever. <laughs> I'm really excited. I love our talks. And I just Me too. With you. So we're yes. like, like cheesing. <laughs> We did, um, I know we did a podcast for you. What was it back in November, right? So yeah, it was back in November. You were my fourth. I'm honored. <laughs> and I'm honored as well. Like, I'm so excited that we have ventured, we have both ventured onto this path of like sharing yes. stories with, with um, audiences. So yes, it's been such, it's been craziness. We'll get into it. So. We will get into it. Yeah. You guys, when I, I met Gayatri, we were both, um, we were chosen along with another speaker to speak at an event in Buffalo. And we just bonded over like all things, but our love for the arts and dance and storytelling and making people feel. Um, mm -hmm. so I know about your story, but uh, tell us all a little bit about yourself in your own words. Oh my goodness. Okay. And this is fairly hard for me right now because I think I'm still searching. Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully through, through COVID, I've had some time to really sit with myself and really try to hone in on what my purpose is. Mm. Um, and I, I wanna say, I think I kind of got it. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, do we ever really know? Never. Um, <laughs> but yes, so my name is Gayatri Sabrian and I am a choreographer dancer, yoga instructor, um, podcaster, host, I guess. <laughs> yes, <And> claim it. <laughs> yes, claim it. I have to claim that, right? Yes. Um, I'm also a mother, a mother of three beautiful, amazing, and inspiring children. I'm a wife. I am a friend. Um, I'm a lover of the arts. I'm an entrepreneur and I feel as if I have a calling and just excited to, to venture into different things that I've never experienced before. Um, so you'll always see me dabbling in something new and connecting with people from all walks of life because that is who I am. And it, I feel a sense of connection with others and energy from others. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so before, when we'll get into pandemic switch ups, because um, I think that's going to be important to talk about, but um, you are founder and artistic director of the first Bollywood um, troupe in Buffalo, yes. which is just incredible that we can have that in, in our city. What inspired you to create this space? 
thank you. Um, so I moved to Buffalo about eight years ago when I got engaged to my now husband. And I was dancing in New York City um, for a company, the Saw Dance Company. And I mean, I'm still a dancer for them. Thankfully, because of the pandemic, I was actually able to, to start virtual practices again. And there's lots of things in motion Beautiful. currently um, that I can't really disclose, but we're excited. Um, so when I was in New York, I was dancing for the company and I was also still training through a school um, with Pooja Narang. And when I moved to Buffalo, um, and Buffalo wasn't foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I went to school, like I went to UB. I'm an alum, a very active alum and taking part in lots of things. Um, so it wasn't like, I wasn't scared. Mm -hmm. But when I got here, it was a very different, um, it was a very different from when I was in college. And so I remember the night that my husband and I went out to my favorite, one of my favorite restaurants, which is Shango. And I like told him, I was like, I don't know how this sounds. I was like, but there's something brewing in this community and I can feel the energy. Like I just felt like this pull and my heart kept telling me something. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, I wanna be a part of it because the art scene is going to explode. And this was what, back in 2012. Wow. So this was when the change was really yeah. starting, right? And so, um, and this was maybe a week into living in Buffalo at the time. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I told him that, he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, you know, I'm not really sure. I was like, there aren't any like companies here for me to dance with um, that fit my style. Right. And there's no classes being offered. And so he's like, well, what do you want to do about that? And I was like, I'm not sure yet. So then I hopped on a call with my artistic director from Saw Dance Company. And she was like, just do it. I was like, do what? She was like, start your own. And I was like, that's insane. How, <laughs> how can I do this? I know nobody. Um, and so she, she really supported me in the first, um, in the start of everything. And, you know, I'm still inspired by her, but it was, it was through just feeling this sense of like, something needs to be done. Someone needs to be doing it. Yeah. Um, that really pushed me to say, okay, I'm going to be comfortable enough to step outside, not know anybody <laughs> and just start offering um, classes. And then after a few months of offering classes, I had a very um, strong group of women that, um, that were dedicated, that were coming and that they wanted to learn more, not just the dance style, but like the culture and the traditions. Yeah. And so I, I was like, well, I want to start performing again and I can really do this with like a group. So then we, we formed Davy Bollywood, the performance troupe. And, and that's really where it started. So from 2012 to 2013, in the midst of getting married, I formed Davy Bollywood. Initially wow. it was Davy Bollywood dance and now it's Davy Bollywood performing arts. Um, so, but it was exciting. I got to meet, I, I've gotten to meet such amazing, incredible people along this journey. It's, I love it. I love it. That's so beautiful. <laughs> Cause I can just like, I can, I can feel the energy when you speak about it, mm. you know? And, and I know even just from your posts, like just following you on Instagram, you know, just following you when you just post yourself dancing and just 
I can see you're like, you know what? I'm just posting this because I just feel it. It just feels good to me. I want to share this experience with you, you know, and I just dance is something else, right? Yeah, it really <laughs> it carried is. Me through this pandemic. I was mm-hmm. never, I was never really like a quote unquote dancer. And then you just find so much peace through movement. And I realized how much I really enjoy it. So I definitely relate. <laughs> yeah. And I know you said that you want to talk about the pandemic. So make sure you yeah. remind me um, as we get into this, there is something I want to mention about that, because I think it was such an intricate part of like, let's do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> okay. So because you said dance is just so important. Um, one of my hindrances during the pandemic was not being able to dance as much Mm -hmm. and so what that ended up doing for me um during the time was really put me in a very different state from what I wasn't used to um Mm -hmm. because everything for me is really planned out like my calendar like I have it in there I'm gonna go to practice I'm gonna practice for three hours I'm gonna I'm gonna have my my riaz which is my own self-practice you know Mm -hmm. not with a group or anyone else but it's like my own like self-practice um And that's all scheduled in there. And then when everything pretty much like plummeted, (laughs) I didn't have that. And so that structure um, was broken down for me. And what that ended up doing was breaking me down because I had no guidance. Um, And so I actually didn't move as much. Um, So where where it's like you tapped into the dance, I tapped out for a little bit. Right. Um, And then I remember, I remember like just trying asking myself questions during like my meditation practice like what's what's going to happen all everything that I have created um for myself and for um the community and for my children because you know my children are a huge inspiration especially now um they like I feel like it's it's being taken away and so how can I or what can I do to really um to really shift this for myself and to continue to do something that I'm very passionate about. It's not a hobby for me. It's my, it's my purpose. It's my passion. It's what I want to do. It will, it's what makes me happy. Dance Mm -hmm. makes me happy, but the type of dance that I feel like I was doing was not going to serve me after we got out of this pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm a storyteller and I've Mm -hmm. noticed that more and more I am a storyteller. And so how can I then transfer stories into dance right and when I sat with myself I literally felt like I was I was outside of my I had like one of those moments where I was like looking at myself sitting on my yoga mat and I didn't recognize that person that was sitting there and I was just like she needs to find what is going to make her happy and make her feel more like herself and so when I, when I said that to myself, this is like a conversation, to yes. myself, but when I said that to myself, um, it then hit me that I needed to become a student again. Mm. So I started um, taking Indian classical dance classes virtually. Um, they're Kathak dance classes and Kathak um, means storyteller. It really means storyteller. Um, and so it just all kind of like, fit really nicely like it was like a puzzle that was like broken up and it just kind of fit nicely for me to then tap into that style of dance yeah um to then you know go into sharing stories from other artists and other um people who are so inspiring to me and then at some point creating 
movement-based pieces based off of these stories. Wow. So that was like, that was that. And um, it was, it is because I'm in it right now. And I, I've noticed how much my choreography has changed since I became a student of Kathak. Um, there's so much more that I'm able to do. And I'm excited for when we are able to, you know, do large shows again, do yeah. performances again, live, because yes. for me, there's so much more of a feeling that I want people to get when yes. we're in a space together, because energy is, for me, so important. Yes, yes. I was gonna, I was gonna actually, um, as you were talking about it, made me think of, um, you know, how the performing arts, the, the world has just been kind of decimated right now because we can't do any live shows and people aren't it's not you know thank god for the virtual world of course yeah. you know mm-hmm. people are still able to work and, and do things like that but yes. it's such a different feeling in person <laughs> you know and we've talked about this because yeah. you know with you being a singer and performing in that in that particular space um you know, we, we feel it, you know, it's very different. And I think you, you may have done one or two virtual performances. Do you yeah. And, I, and then I, and then I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> it's like, never mind. I did a couple and I was yeah. just like, this feels weird. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're an artist in any capacity, it's okay that it feels weird. <laughs> yes, it it's is okay because it's not what we're used to and that's no. okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I love performing for people and seeing seeing how they react to things, seeing how they, how they're viewing whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it's Mm -hmm. a dance piece or um, whatnot, you know, I just, I like seeing that reaction. I like feeling the energy um, from them. And so for me, performing live with an audience is so much, it's so much more. You get, I mean, you, you get the energy from them, which then in turn, I mean, it boosts your performance even, yeah. you know, and how you feel in your performance, but also what you can then provide to them because you're in a different space when you get their reaction. So exactly. yeah, performing live is- Energy <laughs> feeds off of energy, right? Like, yeah. like you just feed off of it, so. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk um, about um, motherhood because you brought up your children a couple of times and I already had that on my list of things to ask you about because I just- adore the Instagram photos. I think they're the cutest kids in the world. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so adorable. And, and I, I love your story. When I heard from you, your story of, of motherhood and, and getting back into yourself and like what that process was like for you. And I know a lot of mothers uh, can relate, will relate. So, um, you know, how important is it to find yourself outside of being a mother? But like, how is that, you know, how do you keep that balance? <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, how, how, what advice or how can women, um, find themselves Mm. through motherhood, but, but also separate from motherhood, you know, keeping that, that separate identity as well. Mm. That's a really good question. Um, so I have three kids and my son is going to be five in February. Oh boy. (laughs) And the twins, yes, twins. I have two girls um, that are twins that are currently in their terrible, wonderful twos. And with my son, when I first had my son, I was like, I was a very excited mom. You know, I, I, I've always wanted to be a mom. And 
I was very excited and it was like, it was a fairly easy pregnancy. Um, thankfully, you know, I didn't have much postpartum during that time. Yeah. Um, I was just in this very excited phase. Like I had this human that I was in charge of and yeah. that I could nurture. And that I, when I looked at him, I saw me, um, a part of me, you know, a, a part of me. And mm-hmm. it was a very different time. And then, and then when I, when I got pregnant with the twins, things changed. And, you know, when you have multiple children and multiples, there's a huge, um, it's a very different, it's a different, definitely a different um, world. Mm -hmm. And so my pregnancy with the twins was so tough, (laughs) so tough. Um, I remember I had, I had taken the pregnancy test and I don't know if it was mind over matter or what it was, but within that month, I started saying no to teaching, to yoga, to my body. I was, I was just like, I felt so, and I didn't know I had twins at this point. Right. Because right. my appointment was like eight or nine weeks or whatever it was, whatever right. they you. So I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I feel different. Mm. And I was like, maybe it's a girl if I feel like this. You know, like your brain starts like, right. <laughs> I did not think one second that I was pregnant with twins. Wow. And, um, and so then when we go to the sonogram appointment, and like I said, I was saying no to things like they were asking me, do you think you'll, you'll teach this class? Can you add this class to your schedule? And I was like, I don't, I don't think so. Not right now. Let me, let me go to this appointment and see what's going on. Cause I'm not feeling like myself. I feel very tired, more mm-hmm. tired than before. And since my first pregnancy was was I taught until I was eight months pregnant. Wow. I have videos of me wow. teaching until I was eight months pregnant. And um, so it was very, it was very interesting for me to feel this way. Yeah. And um, and so when I went to the sonogram appointment and she like the the technician, um, she she was doing the sonogram and then she was like, yeah, the two heartbeats sound great. I was like, yeah, mine and the, and the babies. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean two heartbeats? And she was like, oh, you're having twins. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you know, this is my first appointment, right? I was like, <laughs> and I was floored. I was floored. I was just like, I remember laying there and my son is there with us and my husband is there with me, right? So like, we're all there. Mm-hmm. And I think, looking up like wait what (laughs) like did she just say we're having twins and it took me so much time to process that and so that pregnancy was really tough um you know I got bigger I got heavy like it was a whole different experience um and then postpartum for that was really tough I mean you have twins you have a toddler um and then one of my twins had a lot of like medical stuff to deal with um she had she was casted she had a club foot when she was born um she was casted from like week one or two um because we wanted to get it you know um, aligned properly very quickly and so we would have to go in and it was just it was just a lot and then she had surgery on her low back um for a tethered cord and it was just a lot right Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
you know, fast forwarding a bit just after, you know, like going through all of that and you're in it, you're in it. So your, your, your brain is sometimes, your mind is sometimes not able to catch up with all that's happening and your emotions are, you know, you're tired, you're stressed, you're anxious, um, but you're happy because you have these children and and then like the sadness comes in, you kind of go through these waves. Um, And then I remember, I just, I remember one point I'm like, I don't think I can do this. Mm. Like, how can I give so much to all three of them and still give to myself? Right. Um, so, so the first year was really just suppressing who I was. Right. While still trying you know, I was still trying to make rehearsals and stuff like that to be there to have a moment to myself. But I didn't really feel like I was investing in a lot, like, like investing in like enough for the kids or mm-hmm. investing enough for the troop or investing enough for classes, mm-hmm. or like investing enough as being a wife. Um, it was really hard to find like, that balance, like I felt like I was at the center of this circle. And then I was I had all like these, these lines just pulling me across in different places and I just I just didn't know what to do in most times so I cried a lot (laughs) I cried a lot um it was it was it was really hard it was really hard I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat this it was hard and I cried a lot I stressed a lot I you know I um had a very bad temperament during that time Mm -hmm. because I just I felt so so lost right and then then as the girls got older and you know they're able to play a little bit more on their own and things started to ease up but you know you still have three kids right and so what I what I noticed that I needed to do for myself um was to carve out time to to do the things that I loved and um I love to meditate. I love to do yoga. I love to, I love to work out. I love, you know, I, there were, there are things that I love to do. I love to take nice long drives, um, little things, not nothing too extravagant. I do love baths. Yeah. My friend got me into baths. Um, but I started waking up at 5am and, and making two hours of that time dedicated for myself before I got anyone ready. So I would, I would come into like my space, my little sanctuary. Mm -hmm. um, And I I really created this space because it was important for me to do it. So we converted like the guest bedroom to make that happen. Um, And I would meditate. I would, um, I would light some candles, some incense, um, journal, and then thankfully through the pandemic, um, I started drawing. And yes, I remember seeing those. <laughs> and I love it. It's, um, it's a very different way for me to be creative. Um, but it really helps to, when I'm not able to physically move yeah. you know, because of like the hour of the day when the kids go to bed at like 8 30 at night I can't like start playing my music right we're all right here right um so it, it gave me a different way to like to be a creative and kind of like work within something that heals me 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it was like really carving out that time. Like I noticed when I carve out that time for myself, like in the morning, like I could be half asleep, but I automatically wake up at like five, five thirty, yeah. and I just like pull myself out of bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I walk in. I light the candles. It's and part I'm, of the routine, yeah. right? Yeah, it is part of my routine, and it makes such a difference. I notice the type of person I am. Um, when I do it, as opposed to when I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's Definitely self-love for you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then like, even, even just like the nighttime routine is so important as well, because, yeah. you know, if I can pre-plan my day, um, the, um, the night before, yeah, it kind of helps ease some of the stress of like all the things that like, I have to put my mind through to think about preparing right. for a meeting or preparing for a class or rehearsal or right. what you know whatever it is that I'm doing um I'm a teaching artist for young audiences um where I work with the schools and so if I have like a program and now they're all virtual but if I have a program mm-hmm. then I want to make sure I have that program prepared and I have my music set and I have like the outline of everything ready to go so I'm not I'm not scrambling last right. minute Right. You know, and with three kids or with one or two or three or five, whatever you got, right. um, the day does not always go as you, right. as you <laughs> It does not. So, right. so the more you can kind of like create this nighttime routine for yourself to prepare for the next day, the better it'll help. And then if you're able to, to get up and really spend some time with yourself, um, and meditate like meditation is so huge I mean yeah it's life-changing I was gonna ask you about meditation and and yoga obviously as a yoga instructor yourself I was gonna ask you about how that's helped you in your journey and your your mental health it has helped so much um you know with the meditation um it really it really calms a lot of anxiety down for me mm-hmm. um I'm such a go 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 type of person and I always will be that way but I can still go 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 with with a little bit more ease yeah you know when I when I take that time to find my breath to relax my heart um to close my eyes and I could be, I could be washing dishes. And this is the thing, like, you don't necessarily have to just sit in a corner in the room with your legs crossed mm-hmm. and, you know, like trying to find your, find your third eye center. Meditation can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when I'm washing dishes, I'll take some time to, you know, I'll, I'll repeat mantras in my head. Um, I have a beautiful little view of my backyard. I'll like kind of space out there and kind of like just find a sense of peace find a sense of peace for myself while I'm there. Um, Another crazy um, thing for me is um, when I'm driving, to me, that's like a form of meditation. Don't you love it? I I feel the same. I love it. I love to drive. I will drive everywhere. Whenever we drive down to New York, Mm -hmm. New York City, um, I do the entire drive because... I can, I can, I can focus on the road. Yep. Then it's like, I'm listening to my music. I can have my quiet time. Kids are in the back. I zone right. them out. <laughs> Mommy's not available. Right. <laughs> Daddy's in charge. You guys got movies. Good to be. Right. Um, but 
you know, you can find ways to meditate anywhere, anywhere and anytime. Um, and you don't need it to be a full 20 minutes. If you just need a reset, right. take two to five minutes. Um, I always like to, so when I'm usually meditating in the morning, I'll take a quick video of like the candles and the incense yep. burning. And then when I'm feeling stressed or anxious during the day, I will, I will pull that video up and just mm -hmm. take a moment because if I can't run to this to right. my space and light a candle, you know, right. at least I have like this, I still can hold on to something that I know is healing. That's um, so beautiful. Such a beautiful tip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's just, and we always have our phones around us. Let's not lie. Right. Let's not lie. Right. Mine usually sits on my yoga mat while I'm meditating. Yeah, right. <laughs> always there. <laughs> always there. But, you know, I'll take that quick video and I will just find, I will just find like a moment of peace um, throughout the day and just, just watch it. Um, another thing that I like to do is I love to go by the water. So oh, you and me yeah. both, girl. <laughs> Um, but a few weeks ago I was um so a friend of mine recently passed away and it's just been really um really interesting um just the feelings that are coming through um but I was feeling very anxious and very overwhelmed and I noticed like you know I need I just needed some space and some cleansing mm -hmm. so I took a little day trip to Niagara Falls and it was cold yeah <laughs> You guys, it's cold in Buffalo. Freezing. It's freezing. But um, I still I still stayed for about a, a few hours because I spent 30 minutes just watching the American Falls, like just watching those the waterfall just going down. And something something helped. And I believe that if you are near water, if you can get to water. Um, depending on how you're feeling, it's going to be helpful. So the the level of stress and anxiety that I was feeling, I felt the call to go near Niagara Falls and like be near the waterfall. Mm -hmm. um, when I need, and I'm actually doing this um, in next week, I'm actually taking a few days to myself, which I've never done before. Never? I don't think that I do this ever. <laughs> No, and I rented out a lake house and I'm going to spend um, two nights, just me, my journal, my yoga mat. Beautiful. Oh my God. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's long overdue. We don't have family here in Buffalo. We haven't seen our family in over a year mm -hmm. before the pandemic. Um, and we've been with the kids nonstop. I homeschool. So I'm, we're with the kids always. Right. Um, and I love them, but I, I also, I also need this sense of space to then recollect myself. Mm -hmm. And this is what's calling me. And it ended up working out so beautifully that I was able to get the date, the time, and nothing is actually booked in my calendar for that time. It was meant to very be. Rare. It was meant to be. <laughs> it is meant to be. So, um, so, and I, I felt the need to rent out particularly a lake house um, with still water to kind of help ease anything that I'm feeling. So those are some of the things that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, oh, that's going to be so healing for you. That's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, ex I'm 
really excited. Yeah, I <laughs> think we'll I, have to catch up after. Yes, please. Oh my gosh, I would love to hear about it. I yeah. think to your point, like about water, like especially, um, uh, you know, I'm not sure everybody who's listening to this has ever seen Niagara Falls. Um, but if you haven't, you should definitely um, yeah. go if you're in Canada, go to the Canadian. Check out my Instagram. I posted like a video <laughs> of the waterfall so you can have your own video. I did it for you. Yes, do that. Um, I, I know that obviously the, the like viewing water can be calming alone, but then the mm -hmm. sound of the falls is so healing. Yeah. So and then you can feel the mist. You can feel the mist yeah. on you and just it is there is there is something there yeah you know water has this wonderful ability to really re-energize you in a very different way yeah um, and I remember watching it at one point and then there was this bird that was there and there's like all this chaos going around this bird like you know water flowing and it's mm -hmm. like you know just moving so quickly and rapidly and the bird is really just standing there on this rock and then all of a sudden <laughs> not even gonna lie about this but then all of a sudden the bird then stands on one leg and goes into what we would call a warrior three and I was just like hello yes you are a warrior and you are going like you are standing in the middle of chaos and you are still holding yourself up oh as goodness. strong as possible you know <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, and it was, it was weird because right now Niagara Falls, there's a lot of like areas that are closed and barricaded, like you can't right. because of the ice and, and, and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I kind of peeked through, it was like the little bridge part and I peeked through and I like saw I, my eyes caught this bird. And then like, as I'm watching it, it, trans it transitioned into doing a warrior three. And I was just like, hell yeah, like, we are warriors. We yeah. are warriors. And in the, in the chaos that we're going through, whatever it is that you're, that you're feeling challenged with, whatever it is that's bringing up any kind of stress or anxiety, know that you can get through it. Know that you can stand strong no matter what comes your way. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the other thing about, um, water for me too is like how humbling it is to be by a, like a big body of water. Um, I'm just always reminded of my my humanity, my yeah. you know how small we are, and we're floating on this giant rock, right? Mm -hmm. And so every time I think all my problems are they're so massive and I can't do this, and I, I'm just to be by something like that reminds you that you know everything that that feels so wild to you, yeah. you know. It, it just, it, it brings you kind of back to earth in a way, you know? So that's what I love about it. <laughs> yeah, no, water is so good. It's so yeah. good in that sense to heal you. So, um, and I'm a fire sign. I am a Leo. <laughs> I am a Leo and yeah. a proud Leo. I am a very proud Leo because um, I know, I know that my ambition and my, and my drive is really, um, it's who I am, you know, it's who I am. I'm constantly striving to do better and be better yes. and, and share what I know and connect with people. Um, but, you know, this little fire sign also loves the movement of water. And I, 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 I've started creating pieces that, um, that can be seen in like my choreography 
kind of tying in the different elements. And yeah. so that's actually one of the productions that I will be doing once this is over. Oh, I can't wait. Um, it's a production on just like the different elements, um, mm -hmm. earth, earth, fire, water, air, and um, space. So beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm a little emotional triple water sign over here. So <laughs> oh my gosh. I learned about who I was. Yeah. Who I am. Yes. yes. But, um I want to know who I was, but at the same time. I mean um, past life stuff, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but the more I learn about who I am and the way how I function. It, I don't seem so crazy anymore. Does that like? Yes, <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> you're able. And then I can just live in my craziness and just be like, well, this is who I am. Yes. And I'm going to be anal retentive about this. And you can't put that dish over there because it just doesn't work for my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or I need to have like my my digital planner and I need to have my my paper planner because I need to write things down to see it in front of me absolutely you know? yeah um, but the more I understand that about myself you know the clearer things become and like I said earlier like when you have a better understanding of your day like your next day just flows a little bit better right absolutely. and so the the more you you understand about yourself the more you can flow better yes so Yes. And it also prevents um, some of that, that comparison as well. Like you mm -hmm. see somebody living a certain way and you go, oh, I should be doing all of those things. But then when you learn more about who you are, you're, you're more comfortable with accepting that's just not who I am. Exactly. And that's okay. Exactly. And that's okay. Um, and I think that's super important, especially when during the pandemic, you know, I, I, I initially started with um, offering a couple of classes uh, virtually. And mm -hmm. I did it pretty much right off the bat. And it was stressful because we weren't prepared for this. Right. We weren't prepared for this. And so one of my biggest things is, is I was finding those roadblocks and those, um, and those technical difficulties, yeah. but I didn't necessarily find an answer right. to, to those things. And so after a while, I, I actually stopped um, and then I started seeing a lot of instructors and, and dance teachers kind of hop on and they were doing great. And I, and I did that. I compared myself. I was like, wow, I sucked and they're doing amazing. Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Right. Um, but then when I took the time to just be like, because you're the type of person who wants to learn about it before you're able to dive into it. And you, you took a huge risk, you were vulnerable and you were, you know, you put yourself out there to help others. Yes. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing wrong with that. So now just take the time to learn the things that you need to learn. And when the time is right, you can then come back. And so. Absolutely. You know, about the divine timing. <laughs> yeah, divine timing and, and just listening, listening to your gut, listening to, to those little um, feelings and the, the voice that comes through. It, yeah. It's there, it's there to remind you of things that you can, that you can get conflicted with, because if you're constantly seeing what everyone else is doing, mm -hmm. and you're not tuning in and tapping into, to, to who you are, then you're going to get lost in the masses, yeah. you know, you're yeah. going to get lost with what everybody else is doing. I remember, um, there's this quote, um, 
that goes something like, you know, um, the reason why I succeeded is because I stopped looking at what everyone else was doing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it just, yeah. it felt right because I was like, if, when I'm focusing on this, on this one person and what they're doing or multiple people and what they're doing, right. I'm going to compare myself right. and it's not something that I need to do because what they're doing is going to be different from what I want to do. Absolutely. Everyone's path is their own, you yes. know? And so yes. I, I absolutely advocate for less social media time, more, more tuning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can have your social media time, but also don't like my, my Kathak teacher in India said this. Um, she was like, she loves the way how I move and she can't move like that. And I was like, oh, you totally can. And she's like, but I don't want to move like that. Mm-hmm. I just love the way how you move. Right. You can have so much appreciation for what someone else is doing and not, and not feel like you need to do it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just beautiful. Like that's just beautiful because we can appreciate what's out there. Yeah. And, and I think appreciating um, the beauty in others also helps us find, well, what do we think is beautiful about ourselves? Yeah. Oh, I like, I like that thing about you. Let me, let me look at myself and like, what do, what do I appreciate about myself? Yeah. That, that I think that's important. Like appreciation and gratitude every single day. Every day. If you need to give yourself a high five for something that you did, do it. <laughs> Please. Do it. <laughs> yes. Please. If you need, if you need a hug, wrap your arms around yourself, mm-hmm. feel that, you know, do the things that are going to, that are going to be good for you. Um, constantly, we feel like we need to find this in others or that we have to have like other people telling us that we're great, that we're amazing, that, you know, you're loved and that's important. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you also need to tell yourself those things. Absolutely. You also need to remind yourself that you are loved, that you are special, that you are beautiful, that you are capable, that you are amazing, you know, and if you need to stick a bunch of post-its around the house on a mirror, on it. your computer, on your phone. Like I have an affirmation um, app on my phone and I love seeing those messages come through. I really do. It changes my mood. It changes my energy. Like it just, it's just so amazing when, when something like that comes through, but take the time to give yourself that high five, take your time to give yourself that hug. If you need a hug, hug yourself, do yep. it. Yep. <laughs> like in my yoga classes, I actually, when we get into like um laying on our back i'm like now hug your knees in and just squeeze and i'm like yep you just gave yourself an awesome hug right there i bet you didn't get that all day so squeeze (laughs) best advice (laughs) i love it i love it so i i do want to ask you um about your podcast because um, obviously honored to have been a guest on it, but but I I love that you know we kind of went in similar directions in that there's something else that I feel like I want to bring to the world. We're in a pandemic, right? So it's something that kind of blossomed out of such a such a terrible time, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you know what what made you step into the arena? What made you want to make a podcast and share people's stories? Ooh, um. So when, when the pandemic initially hit, I, it came to me to create a podcast Mm -hmm. and I just didn't know where it was going to go. And Mm -hmm. I, again, I wanted to be that person to take a minute to assess, is this something I can really do? Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and really also find the things that I needed to make it successful. You know, um, who was my audience? What was I going to talk about? Um, who was I going to interview? Um, how is it going to be done? 
And so it took me months, 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 months. And it kept coming to me, you know, create a podcast, do this, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to this person. And I, I wasn't listening. (laughs) 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 And then, um, and then a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, um, Lisa, Amelia, um, she is a stage three breast cancer survivor. Mm. And, um, you know, breast cancer awareness was coming up in October. Mm-hmm. And so her and I were, uh, we were talking about something and we ended up going to the pumpkin farm together. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I want to share this with other people. She's like, I just don't know how. And she's like, I feel like the story that I have other people can relate or somebody else is still feeling this is going through this and she was like I wish I had a space to share my story and so I was like well um I would I wouldn't mind interviewing you I was like I've been playing with this idea for a podcast and I think it would be really great for you to be my first guest I was like I don't know much about this yet but we can just kind of you know go with the flow and see how it works and she was my first guest she was my first episode and through her story I mean people have tuned in yeah you know what was more moving was that other women were opening up and messaging me saying because of Lisa's story I scheduled my first mammogram ever, you know, and I'm high risk and I've been scared to go by hearing her story. And it was just, it was just so interesting. Once I interviewed Lisa, Mm -hmm. everything else fell into place. So, and what I mean by everything fell into place, it was like, I didn't have a title for the podcast initially. And then I was like, I was playing around with words and I was like, well, I want this to go beyond the studio. Like, I don't want to be like, we can't currently be in a studio right? So we need to go beyond the studio. And then it just clicked. And I was just like, <laughs> yes. And then I kept thinking about like, well, who am I going to interview? How is this like, which direction is this going in? Right. And Lisa is a flamenco dancer. She's a, she's a hip hop dancer, you mm. know? Um, and so I was like, well, my people, my peoples are artists, are artists. And I didn't want it to just be dancers. I wanted it to be artists of all disciplines, photographers, musicians, singers, you know, poets and, you know, everything under what we would consider the arts field. And I was just like, yes. So then that came about. And I think it was all within a night or two that it all just kind of like, just came down and I sat down and I wrote everything out and I was like and then I started making my list um that was the other thing because I wanted to have direction I'm like okay I don't want Lisa's podcast to be the one and only right who else am I going to interview um because my friends and the people who I have interviewed are all people that I've worked with or that I know through community um through um events or you know whatever it may be Um, but there's a very different side that I get to hear and it just makes me feel so much more of a connection with each one of the people that I have each one of my friends that I have interviewed Um, 
And it gives us this opportunity to just really share something so special. And I call it as a different way of performing for audiences because we're really opening up um, and sharing a part of who we are and a part of what our art is about. You know, like mm -hmm. our, every artist has a story. Every individual has a story, but there's a, there's a reason why we became artists. There's mm -hmm. something that drove us in this direction um, of why we do what we do and why we continue to do what we do. Tell the listeners where they can find you and take classes with you. And hopefully when this pandemic is over, can, can watch you perform. Oh my goodness. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, Davy Bollywood. You can follow Beyond the, um, Beyond the Studio, your stories on Instagram, also on Facebook. Um, the website is I didn't think I could do that.com. Thank you, girl. I love you. Thank you for joining me. I oh, love you too. Thank you for having me. I'm sending you so, so much love on your journey. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, be love and spread love. Mwah.